Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Work Rate Podcast. This is our AEW review. I am joined, as always, by Brad Hardcastle. Brad, how you doing? I am doing quite well. How are you, Mike? Not too bad. What have What have you been up to this week? Uh, it's uh end of the month at my work, so so up until, up until today it was just working. Maybe last night I got off pretty early, but that was good. But yeah, so just busy with work. But that's about it. How about you? Um, I I'm going to my first big function of the past two years and going to a wedding this weekend. Hmm. So that's a little stressful. Yeah. Um, yesterday I saw Candyman. That was good as hell. I love that. I've heard good things about it. I won't see it till it comes home because my wife is a big scaredy cat. So we don't yeah. see horror movies in theaters, but the art direction and cinematography in that movie is fucking awesome. Did you see and the? It's amazing one? just for that alone. Mm-hmm. I didn't see the original. I okay. think that's what you're going to say. No, yeah. I never saw the original. It was when I was a little kid. I think it was like early '90s, right? Yep, yep, yep. I saw it yeah. because I have a brother that's five years older than me, so he showed me lots of stuff that I probably shouldn't have saw at a young age. But <laughs> it's good too. Yeah. So I missed a couple callbacks mm-hmm. to the original movie, but yes. Very good. I recommend people see it. I was a little surprised to check online and see that some of the post-release opinions of it have been a little harsh, whereas some of the early opinions on it were glowing. Yeah, yeah. Because I remember the first reviews I saw were like giving it like nines and eights. I was like, oh, this is going to be pretty good. And I think it's up there. I was I was slightly confused about the ending. So for that reason alone, I it's not I couldn't say it's a perfect movie mm-hmm. but like it's still my i've watched 22 movies this year it's my number two so like i i loved it nice like what i loved about the movie it far outweighed the uh my confusion then i looked online and she's like oh no i generally got it i just mm-hmm. wasn't quite positive i got you you've seen a lot more movies than i have i've yeah I've seen many so it's... my movie this year is like suicide squad <laughs> i yeah, haven't seen too much <laughs> It's one of my major outlets that I that I do like to. Uh, it's a like I go to the theater a lot. There's a theater right by my house, but like I don't know the the movies I want to see, like Green Knight and Pig, they're not showing there, so I haven't been. Yes, that is an issue I've had because um, I don't really want to go. I don't really want to travel downtown to see a movie. Mm-hmm. I don't really want to be in crowds if I don't have to be. Yeah. Um, but there is a theater right near us, like a five minute walk from the house. Mm-hmm. And right now in Canada, or at least in Ontario, if you buy a ticket, it's social distanced. So it blocks off the, the other, it's reserved oh, seating really cool. and it blocks off the other seats around you. That's so cool. there's only three people in the theater yesterday. So it was like the most, I've found it to be a very relax, relaxing experience to go to the theaters because there's so few people in them. Mm-hmm. I'll probably go see um, Shang-Chi this weekend. Yes, I'm a, I'm that is sucker going for to. big Marvel movies. I'm going to see that as soon as I have one of those like movie pass things mm-hmm. where you pay a certain amount per month, but then you get a free movie and you get a discount on everything else. Yeah, that's cool. So that's going to be my free movie for the month. It was going to be Candyman, but I hadn't hit the month Couldn't mark wait. yet. <laughs> Anyways, let's get to some wrestling on this wrestling podcast. Let's get to wrestling. Um, let well, we have to start, of course, with 
some somber, very sad news, and that was the passing of Daphne uh, last night. I'm sure if you're on Twitter, if you're on wrestling Twitter, um, that is what everybody was talking about. It was a scary situation. I don't want to uh, delve too much into that because people need peace. Um, I did... This comes up a lot but she uh she is one of my blind spots in terms of wrestling where like when she came in on the scene in wcw that was essentially when i stopped watching mm-hmm. like that era of wcw yeah and then i didn't come back until 2017 so yeah she do you want to mention anything about her? yeah she came in at the like usually when people dog on wcw but the stuff she did with her crowbar and david flair rick flair's son was some of the bright spots it was they were like such a good comedy act and like she was just such a presence and like she was just really ahead of her time like if you go back and look at it especially like the wcw stuff is good but when she was an impact like she was like she did a lot of like the um like a lot of the hardcore stuff that you didn't really see a lot of women doing back at that time and it was really cool yeah just from watching a few clips of her today she looks just off of just off face value in the clips I'm seeing, like a darker, funnier Lita. Yep. If that makes sense. Yep. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. She's the screen queen. She was way ahead of her time. I remember being captivated by her. It was probably 2000s WCW when she came in. So I was 15. Mm-hmm. And I, just that whole group was just awesome. And probably why I like goth women nowadays is because of her. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, she, she'll greatly be missed. And uh, it's just a sad story. And, and if uh, you're feeling down or anything, reach out to someone. And absolutely, there's always people that'll help. And you're you're not as alone as you think you are. Well, I mean, and I've never, me personally, I've never had any thoughts like that. But I do suffer from an anxiety disorder, so I understand. Like, if like when I'm at my worst with my anxiety, when I'm having a panic attack, if that was all the time, I w- I understand. Mm-hmm. Like, I can understand how somebody would want that. Because when it's happening, you're just like, I just need this to stop. I just need mm-hmm. to, this to stop. This feeling has to stop. And if you can't get it to stop, like, that's a, I get it. I understand. Mm-hmm. So, like, when people say, like, oh, how could you do this? How could you leave your family behind and this and that? It's, it, it's that's not a factor. Yeah. <laughs> that's not a factor. Mental health is no joke. And... There's nothing wrong with seeking counseling or anything. It's, it's yeah. I mean, uh, uh, finding a therapist was the greatest thing I ever did. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm somebody who thinks that therapy should be uh, free for everybody. Yes. For it should sure. be part of healthcare. Mm-hmm. It is, that isn't even free in Canada. Even with our free healthcare, we still have to pay for it. Um, it's one of the most worthwhile investments I've ever made. Mm-hmm. It's made a world of difference for me. And I think, I literally think every, every single person should be in therapy because every single person needs somebody who's not in their family or friend group to talk to mm-hmm. about that shit. Yes, for sure. Okay. Yeah. So moving on, apparently uh, NXT is looking to cut some more talent. And yeah, I saw this, this is, today. That's crazy. This is long-term talent. Mm-hmm. Like This is like people who have been there for the longest for the long run so immediately my, I, I don't like to speculate but immediately i i start thinking of 
Champa and Gargano and like mm-hmm. who's been there the longest? Yeah. Like it ha- like that that seems crazy to me, but I kind of get it. Like I don't I don't get it, but in terms of like from their logical standpoint, if they're trying to get younger, they're trying to get bigger. Mm-hmm. What are these older, smaller guys going to do for them? Yeah. Yeah, they're either going to go to the the main roster there, or they're they're going to get cut. And Champa, I guess was I didn't see it, but he was tweeting about um, he's in support of the new NXT. He, well, he just wants to he because beforehand he like a couple years ago he was saying he didn't want to go to the main roster at all, and then he yeah. tweeted out something about like being on the main roster wouldn't be so bad. So I think maybe maybe he if he doesn't get cut, he'll we'll see him on Raw or SmackDown. Well, yeah, if they had plans for Adam Cole. You could, in theory, easily sort of sl- potentially slot one of those other two guys in that role, mm-hmm. at least size-wise. Um, maybe more so Champa than Gargano, yeah, because of I don't know the their attitude. But anyways, that's crazy. Like, yeah. All that stuff with NXT is and, and absolutely wild. Vince to me. and Bruce Pritchard taking over. It's crazy. So like Triple H it's is in, just... It's insanity. Everyone's just going to stop watching NXT. Mm-hmm. Like, their fan base is going to be like, no, peace out. Yeah, this yeah. isn't why I'm here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so today I had the pleasure of being on the Tony Khan media call. Um, so I, I didn't ask a question. Um, I just wanted to uh, take some notes. So I wrote down the questions and how he answered them with uh, just some point form here. So I will try and go over it as, uh, as concisely as possible and not spend too much time on it. But if you have any questions or you want to talk about any of these, just, just interrupt. Cause I'm going to be talking for a little bit myself. Okay. So the, uh, the first question was how do you keep talent happy and how do you, and I'm going to be paraphrasing here. Well, so this isn't, these aren't like direct TK quotes. These are like my like paraphrases of mm-hmm. him. So keep, bear that in mind. How do you choose, how do you choose the matches? And this is for, I guess for the pay-per-view, but also for dynamite. And he said that the, the rosters have allowed for, for really big matches. All out is their biggest card period ever. He said the match card came together really naturally and there were some changes along the way, but for the most part, it's been in place for a long time. Um, he said that CM Punk was a year and a half in the making, so they've been talking for a long time. Um, and CM Punk was getting ready to come back. And he said Darby was becoming a star parallel to that at that time. So it just it just it really worked, worked out. out. That uh, like had. CM Punk come in right when they had started talking to him, Darby wouldn't be ready yet. Mm-hmm. Like he wouldn't be the star he is now. So he's like, it's really perfect how that happened. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's like a weird, what if they like, what if CM Punk debuted earlier, who would he be facing on his first match or something? <laughs> yeah. It's great. Moxley yeah. <laughs> <laughs> would have been champ at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So how do you capitalize on the mom- on the momentum that you've been building with the debuts and the buzz and everything? And TK said that wrestling is as hot as, it, as it's ever been. Um, the ability to make money from wrestling is as big as it's ever been um, through 
rights fees through cable companies buying things up through all the different deals that you could do. Like, look how much money uh, WWE is making. Um, he says that they have to keep delivering great shows, that he put eight figures of his own money into the game for uh, for its development. Um, he said that the investment is paying off tremendously. He said that the pay-per-views are up year after year. Like they keep going up in uh, in the amount of buys and the amount of money that they're making. Um, he said that the goal is to make wrestling a part of people's lives. And he's been a fan on the other side. So he knows how important it can be for people. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was really cool. And I like, he said that, he said he foot a lot of the bill the first year like he paid for a lot of things and that has allowed the tnt to be like okay yes we want to invest in this yeah, that's really and cool. it worked because mm-hmm. they got they got re-upped um somebody asked about the universal studios um taping uh thing that they have going on and he said that uh a lot of people think immediately about impact and the good experiences that they had there. And some of the negative, Mm -hmm. um, he said that dynamite and rampage are going to be the a shows. They're not going to be there. He said that elevation is going to be on the road with them, but that dark would, uh, it's dark. That's going to be filming there. Okay. Um, when it does, he said every once in a while, dark will film on the road, but for the most part, it will film there. And he said that his big comparison is WCW Worldwide. And that was filmed at that same studio. Mm -hmm. He said that's what they want to do. He said so many WCW greats went through there and both trained and trained others to become stars. And he said that's what he wants. Um, That's what he's looking for. So I thought thought that was cool. That's the second time in three, in like two weeks that I've heard someone talk about WCW worldwide. So that's kind of cool. I didn't even know it existed. (laughs) I had no idea. Then um, somebody asked about the trios titles and if they're coming and if that's the reason why he's been booking so many trios. And he says, actually he thought he leaned a little heavier on trios when they were in Jacksonville, Mm -hmm. which I think that's right. Most of the uh, main events were trios at that time. And he said that he would love to add trios and he think it's he thinks it's a really great idea but he said right now with the three with the three hours it's it's a lot to fit what they are in those three hours that uh mm-hmm. he said he would he wants it to happen but it'll be difficult so maybe uh that's a little hint that they're gonna pump the brakes on that for a bit mm-hmm. but you never know um well that's good though that they're somebody mentioned even... the oh. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say that's good that they're... No, no, I was, I was going to go to the next question. Oh, I was just going to say they were. Uh, that's good that they're even considering it, but also pumping the brakes because, you know, you don't want to overload mm-hmm. stuff. So it's good they even consider that with all the speculation of the well, trios titles. One... Yeah, like I think once you start uh, bringing in more and more people, that's more and more people you got to get on the show. Mm-hmm. And that's time for debuts and their feuds and everything. Yeah. Then there is the uh, there is the uh, the Jericho Cruise, and he was um, he was 
he was asked about that and whether or not there will be dark or elevation. Um, just how does the Jericho cruise relate to everything? Because it's happening at the same time as as dyn- as a dynamite and an, and a rampage. And he said that the Jericho cruise is Jericho's thing. It's not officially an AEW thing. He said that he's essentially loaning people out to it, but um, there will be a live dynamite. There will be a live rampage and those will be the shows that will be happening at the same time. And he said there's potential that they can film an elevation and a dark on the Jericho cruise, but that's not necessarily the, uh, the, that's, that's not necessarily going to be the case. And he said, like, Jericho is theirs, so he wants to help him out, and he wants to give him whoever he needs. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, there's a lot so of, so I thought that was interesting because, yeah, it's going to be all, it's going to be all AW talent, mm-hmm. but it won't necessarily be an official AW show. show. Yeah. What year was so it? I they thought did that was interesting. Dynamite from the cruise. That's two years ago, right? Yeah. Cause, yeah. It was, and that was super successful when they did it. Mm-hmm. So I was very interested to see to see that. Um, maybe because if you remember that, that was kind of difficult to get the uh, to get the tapes back mm-hmm. to Tony to put together to get on the air. Like it almost didn't happen. Yeah. So uh, that's that's very interesting. Um, somebody asked if. Uh, if the company is ahead of its goals from when they started, we know the answer to that. The answer is absolutely yes. Yeah. He said they blew it out of the water very quickly. They got their extension very quickly. We know that. I mean, we pretty much hear that question asked every time and he gives the same answer. Um, the, somebody asked about uh, uh, the UK, Japan and Mexico um, in the future. And he, TK mentioned Craven Cottage, which is where Fulham plays. He said that he wants that to be their base in the UK. So he said that is, he definitely wants to go there once they're allowed. Um, He would like to go back out West. He would like to get back to Vegas. Um, But he said, yes, those places are all absolutely on the table and he would like to do them as soon as possible. Um, He was asked about the roster um, the someone asked, "When is AEW's roster going to be full?" And he basically said, "There's no such thing." Mm-hmm. He said, "They're constantly looking to evolve. Um, they're constantly l- looking to sign people that they didn't necessarily know were going to be free agents. Um, you can't predict that, yeah. especially with WWE." Um, he said, "Unlike other sports, there's no." roster cap so he just (laughs) he's like it's a bad problem to have to have too many or it's a good problem to have to have too many people um he said it's always good to keep things fresh so the more people you bring in the more freshness it can have and then you can move them around and they have they have four different shows you can send some people to japan i'm editorializing now but you could send people to japan or impact or wherever Uh like you can uh there's ways that you can still get them work um and he is 2.0 as an example of like, if we gave ourselves a cap, he's like, if you had asked me a year ago, if 
we thought that 2.0 was going to be on our show, he would have said, no, we would have, we didn't know they were going to be released. How would we have known that they've become huge stars overnight? Same with Daniel Garcia. Like they didn't, they didn't know these guys were available. So you can't go in with that, with that mindset of no, we're, we're full now. Cause you don't know, you don't know like Bray Wyatt's going to get released. Mm-hmm. Like, like that's a, yeah. that's crazy. So yeah. that's a, that's consistent with his mindset. And then uh, he was talked about collaborating with CM Punk. And he said, uh, it's, it's very easy to collaborate with him because he collaborates with everybody. Um, he said that uh, he's a great mind. He has lots of really great ideas. Um, he says, but as he said, everybody collaborates with him. He's ha- he has meetings with all the different people to find out what works for their character, um, bounce ideas back and forth. He said during uh, during one such recent collaboration, Kenny stole his keys, which is funny because <laughs> that's related directly to Dynamite, <laughs> where uh, Kenny lowered the cage. Yeah. So that's where uh, <laughs> that's what where that came from. He said that uh, he said, for example, like Sting. Um, when Sting broke into the company and they brought him along very slowly, that was what Sting was comfortable with doing at that mm-hmm. time. Like he couldn't do what he's doing now that yeah. he had to get uh, used to it. And he said uh, with punk, it's similar to Mox. Um, if he's like, I tell them that if there is a sense that something that they're doing isn't right for that character, he wants them to voice their opinion and tell him. And he said that they're very strong-willed, but very easy to work with. Um, on the women, I mean, this one was a little more all over the place, but mm-hmm. someone said, uh, how will you continue to elevate the women in the company? And they specifically talked about the Battle Royal. Um, he said that the Battle Royal is looks to be much better this year than the last time they did it because the roster's better, they have more stars, they're all more experienced. He expects a better match. He says that Dark has allowed them to evaluate people more to to know who's ready and who's a star and who they can use. And for me, when I hear that, I'm like, okay, but sort of a self fulfilling prophecy when you don't put yeah. them on TV. Like they mm-hmm. never turn into a star if you don't put them on TV in front of people, whereas now at the very least um, dark and elevation are in front of people. Yeah. So that's a little, it's a little different now. They're not in a, they're not in an, in an empty arena. arena. So it's easier to tell who's over. Um, And he confirmed that Riho is going to be in the battle Royal. So that's cool. Hell yeah. So she, she was the second last person uh, in front of the Joker. (laughs) So the Joker is likely to be Ruby, but he didn't. He couldn't say. He said that there is a surprise for the Joker, but that's exciting. And for the last question, um, the TNT Championship was brought up, and the person mentioned uh, first started by saying the mid card is hard to book, and he cut the person off and said. He said, I take umbrage to he, like he took umbrage to it and he called the person out. He's like, it's not a mid card title. It, was, it will never be a mid card title. And he got a little annoyed at that. And then the person finished it by saying, how important is it to maintain the prestige of the title? He's like, 
oh, you got me in the second half. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, okay, now I understand. And he said that everybody who's won the title have been stars by the time they've won it, mm-hmm. that they've been red hot by the time they've won it, and that there's only been four holders of that title, and they've gone on lengthy runs. So it's he's pushing it as a prestigious title and that is the point because and he didn't name the the title but he's talking about the intercontinental title mm-hmm. where he said uh there's a title that used to mean a lot back in the day that now is kind of looked at as a bit of a joke mm-hmm. and again paraphrasing he didn't use joke but he yeah. said it's not nearly in the same league that yeah. it used to be so with that i'm done with the media call <laughs> that's good lots of good info in there yeah there, there's good stuff and what's really funny is i got on that call and i got on maybe four minutes late and for whatever reason because you don't see the person doing it, it's not a video call um i thought it was cody so the whole time I thought it was Cody talking to us. And then afterwards, it's like, oh my God, that was Tony Khan. How can I not tell their voices <laughs> apart? And I'm thinking that's because it's been Cody doing it in the past. Mm-hmm. So I just assumed it was him. That's cute. That's it's awesome. very funny. It, uh, it really changed. In my mind, it changed the answers a little bit, hearing mm-hmm. it from the different person. I hope that uh, one day they could do one of these when I'm not at work. So I could join in on the call. That'd be a lot of fun. <sighs> Hey, you can, uh, when they reply to that email, hopefully, um, we can get you a link for it. Yeah. And then you can just listen to it like you're listening to music. That's what I, I was just listening to it on my phone and taking notes on my computer. Okay. Yeah. That's probably what I'd do then. Yeah. Because I'm either listening to a podcast or music all day Mm -hmm. anyways, whether I'm working or not. So I was like, oh, it really doesn't make a difference because I've missed out on the past two. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I thought I was like, oh, I'm at work, so I can't do it. I was like, oh, wait, oh, yes, I can. Yeah. I, I just I can't ask a question. Yeah, but I don't even know if I want to ask a question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Other people handle it. Yeah, I wouldn't even know what to ask. Yeah, you what's your favorite sandwich, of... TK, or something? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what, it's not salami and prosciutto. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, that's a delicious sandwich, but it made my stomach it made my stomach hurt tonight. <laughs> When I had it for dinner. Okay, so Dynamite. This was a really good Dynamite. Oh, this was so much fun. This was Tons a breeze fun. to watch. Mm-hmm. It was, it went by, it went down so easy. It was like a nice smooth drink. Yeah. Um, it started with Proud and Powerful, FTR. This match absolutely fucked. Um, yeah. It is... It is what we hoped the match would be between these two teams. Mm-hmm. It was it was honestly this is my favorite kind of uh tag team match. Yeah. It's like a little a blending of the new school and the old school, not too dancey because even sometimes when you get when you do get flippy, you can see them setting up spots. Mm-hmm. And like I completely like I get when people have that those criticisms. Or it's like it's or it's like when people like lean into a cutter and stuff like that. It sort of yeah. takes you out a little bit. Whereas with Proud and Powerful and FDR, you don't see that shit, man. Yeah. It is yeah. It is beautiful to watch. This um, match was yeah, like you said, everything 
I wanted it to be, and man, they made good. The they made good on the promise of the previous match that really didn't deliver before the injury, and then the injury completely mm-hmm. uh, took out the the back half of, or the back third of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, we know we knew that this match that they had this match in them. I felt great for FDR. Yeah, because that that would have been devastating for them in their hometown to finally be having that match that they've been building for like two months and then have it fall apart like that. And the crowd in Carolina, for whatever fucking reason, was dead for their hometown boys. Come on. Yeah. But Chicago came out for these guys last night. Yeah, Chicago, Um, they were pumped up for this match, man. It was awesome. Proud and Powerful came out with the face paint again, so you knew they were going to do something cool because they've mm-hmm. never had a bad match with that Man, face paint. They look paint so on. cool with that face paint, too. Like, just they need to make action figures of that or something. Oh, it's coming for sure. It's coming. Um, FDR was wearing the Midnight Express tights, yeah, which is amazing. The Bobby Eaton uh mm-hmm. tribute, which was cool yeah, as think, hell. I think JR got a little choked up on commentary for it, too. He did. Mm-hmm. He he was taken aback, and I like to see that. Mm-hmm. Um, also, those tights are beautiful. Like they yeah. just have to wear them all the time. Yeah, they look really. Like, good. They're awesome. I love that color scheme. It reminds me of. Uh, I think it's, is it Utah, or Phoenix? There's a basketball team that has a jersey, like a third jersey that is like that color scheme, and it looks mm. so good. I always love it. You're yeah, this match <laughs> about that. <laughs> This match was hard hitting. It was crisp. It was just tag team wrestling perfected. And it, I thought it was kind of a microcosm of AEW, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Like it had everything. It had the stiff strikes, technical wrestling, the brawling, the high risk, the dives, mm-hmm. the massive high spots, the brilliant storytelling. Like it had, it had the everything or something for everyone within one match. Mm-hmm. Which is sort of what AEW is for all of wrestling, which I I loved it. Um, Cash was doing really well selling that injury. Yeah. And you have no idea if he's working it or if he's not. Yeah, no. That's awesome. Amazing. Yeah. Because you would think, like, it probably still hurts like a motherfucker at the very least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let alone. Around, that's going to make it get all bloody and stuff just from the blood flow if it's still opened up like that. For sure. And he's. He's talked about how his how his nerves aren't quite firing right now mm-hmm. in his hand. So you're like, I don't know if he's lying. If yeah. he's just working us, it's amazing. Which is regardless, yeah. <laughs> like they played off the history of the injury as like of that moment where mm-hmm. he got. They played off it like four or five different times in the match. Mm-hmm. There was the exposed turnbuckle where they ripped that off. That obviously brings back memories of that. Yeah, it was a. Uh... Uh, cash that ripped it off too, right? Yep, he ripped it off. Yeah, he and ripped it off start... in one go too. That was nuts. Usually it takes people a second, but he was just like, get off. <laughs> yeah, just like Velcro, like a perforated edge. <laughs> um, and they were working over Ortiz's arm on that turnbuckle. Mm-hmm. Um, they did the same spot, but they did it to FTR or to Proud and Powerful where they knocked him off the turnbuckle. Mm-hmm. So they made... They recreated it, but the other way, so that you sort of gasped when mm-hmm. it happened. I did notice uh, they had covers over the 
Yes. Ring cables this time. Which smart. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you learn from experience. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a part where, uh, and some, it was so subtle that some people didn't notice it. And some people th- thought it was mistimed or botch where they both FTR went up to do superplexes or to do moves off like tandemly off the top rope, but uh, Cash Wheeler stalled. But that was because he was on the he was on the ropes by the one where he took off the turnbuckle, so he couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. He couldn't stand on the turnbuckle to do the move, so he he was looking around like, "Oh shit, what do I do?" Mm-hmm. But that was that was part of the story of yeah. the match. Was he it's... couldn't do the move because the place to put his foot to plant wasn't there because he yeah. he had ripped it off. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. And then Dax went for the same finish as their previous match. He hit him with the brain buster on Ortiz again. This time Ortiz kicked out, Mm -hmm. which I really loved. And in the end, the right team won, setting up a potential rubber match in New York. That's what I want. Give it to me. Yeah. This time make it like a street fight. Let's get some plunder into this. Let these dudes beat each other up. Absolutely. Do it a a New York street fight. We always have Chicago street fights. Yeah. New York Street fight, have somebody get hit with a big pizza or something to make it more New York. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. I felt so good for them after this. Me too. Yeah. This is, you could tell this is the match they wanted to have the first time too. And it was just so good to see. And I'm I'm glad Cash is okay enough to wrestle. Don't know what it means for the future, especially if you've been watching the vignettes they've been making. But this is awesome. I love I have to feel like he's fine. I have yeah. to feel like he's fine, or else yeah. they wouldn't, or else they wouldn't have done it. Yeah, I'm sure his arm's sore as hell, but yeah, I'm sure it's fine for the most part. But yeah, I'm happy, proud, powerful one because I freaking love them, and yeah, this was awesome, awesome. Yeah, it's so good, and you know, you know, it can get better too. Mm-hmm. You know, it can get better. That's yeah. what's exciting. I, I loved the, that the crowd was super into it too. That helped a lot. That was it was just awesome. We got both teams were getting chants, and this is awesome. And it was just it was awesome. Yeah, it it was great. It was great. Oh yeah, we had uh, dueling uh, proud and powerful FTR, proud yeah. and powerful FTR. I was like, that's awesome. Yeah, it's like a big fuck you to Carolina. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. but Chicago, they're they're they've been good every time they come to AEW. They're I, good. They, they seem AEW just doesn't want to stay there. <laughs> and even then, AEW or the crowd overall was maybe a little quieter. Than mm-hmm. they have been in Chicago, which I think just the crazies are coming out on the weekend. Mm-hmm. We'll see them then. Yeah, we'll could have been also day. miking. Yeah, we'll see. But yeah, so uh, speaking of Chicago, the next segment was CM Punk getting physical for the first mm-hmm. time in seven years. Yeah. Um, Did you want to go over the 2.0 in their in Garcia segment right before this? Oh yeah, oh yeah, they're there. Okay. Yeah. So, um, just for the one line that 2.0 said about Daniel Garcia, they say, uh, don't look past our son. Yeah. That made me laugh so hard. They called him his son. (laughs) He's saying, Darby Allen, I know you're focused on CM Punk, but don't look past our son, Danny Mm -hmm. Garcia. Yeah. Very funny funny stuff. Um, Hey, forget about it. That's what I need him to start saying. And then, uh, and then Garcia says that he's going to stretch out Darby so that he can't make it to Sunday's match. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Yeah. Awesome stuff. Loved it. Um, and now CM Punk gets physical. 
So first time in seven years, CM Punk comes out, still a big pop, um, comes out wearing a mad ball hoodie, which is cool as hell. Yeah, shout out to um, I'm sure you you respected that. Oh yeah. Um he comes out, he does basically the promo he's been doing for the past week. And he talks about being a little nervous, even a little scared. Like, is he going to have it when he when he steps in the ring? But he knows that every time he he laces up those those laces, but he can't get it out. And we're hearing boos, and I'm like, "Why are you booing? Yeah, I'm so who's booing?" Mm-hmm. And then Garcia jumps in the ring, <laughs> um, attacks. Freaking Garcia attacks CM Punk. Mm-hmm. Like that's amazing. 22 year old kid gets to gets to fight cm He's, punk this month for him is gonna be crazy man insane outcomes punk. two point yeah outcomes two point they're, they're working over cm punk and like a legit beat down mm-hmm. i was like oh damn they're really laying this shit in <laughs> like it was it was very believable um they really know how to do a beat down in in aw which is funny because one of the biggest uh, botches they ever had was a beatdown yeah. with the Dark Order back in the day. Um, mm-hmm. It looked really good. Darby's music hits. Um, 2.0, look out. And then I think it's Jeff who's still on top of him. Yeah, I think Jeff is still on top of him. And he's like, let me just get a few more really yeah, quick I'll shots. Just, I, I like that because <laughs> usually in wrestling when they do the, the beatdown on the face and then the other faces come out, the heels will stop, but they kept beating up Punk. Like, okay, we're, we're going to be into a fight, but let's get a few more licks. It's like, you two guys go get Sting and Darby. I'm going to stay here, and I'm gonna just going to jackhammer on CM Punk. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I like, too, about Darby's music. Uh, they shortened it. Usually, when he does his run-ins, they still play that long intro. So yeah. it doesn't have that same, like, gag, like get up and go. But this time, yeah. they cut past the intro to the heavier part of his song. So that was really good, too. It's good shit. So <laughs> brawl ensues. Punk gives the top rope fists to Jeff Parker, and they looked awesome. Mm-hmm. He's just double jackhammering him on top on the top ropes. Looked amazing. Mm-hmm. And then all three of them hit tandem finishers on all three of I don't know what two point oh and Garcia. I want them to have a trio's name. Okay. <laughs> um, to the fathers and son, mm-hmm. um, and. We saw the first GTS in mm-hmm. AEW history. It was a touch wobbly, but it was really believable and kind of rough looking, which mm-hmm. is what CM Punk's always been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was funny. Um, after I was watching uh, Fightful afterwards, and Sean Rossap commented on that one clip of that masked guy running into a mm-hmm. random small indie doing a gts and leaving and he said that was punk he mm-hmm. confirmed it yeah i just remember when that happened everyone's like that's not punk that is punk that's not punk everyone no oh, it was definitely punk yeah <laughs> you could tell mm-hmm. it was the exact same you can you tell just by looking at the body like that's mm-hmm. punk and yeah. how he was masked it was weird it didn't really make any sense it was, he was just like doing a favor for the I think, promoter I, I think the promoter of the show is like one of his friends or something. So yeah. Just it's just awesome. That's so <laughs> yeah. cool. Um, yeah. So then Sting grabs the mic and he basically says, I'm ready. You're ready. We're all ready. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like, this is fun. He said, he's excited to take a back seat for their match. Um, he's going to let them go, let them go toe to toe. 
And then Darby and Punk do the nose to nose stare down. Mm-hmm. They look like they're about to come to blows, which is interesting. I think they're just both fired up. Yeah. Um, good shit, man. I loved yeah. it. A lot of fun. What did you think of Punk getting physical for the first time? Oh, I loved it. And I loved that it was 2.0 and Garcia. Like, I just love how much AEW sees in them. And, like, they've. They wrestled Sting in his first match on TAT. They're the first people to get physical with Punk. Like they, they obviously see a lot and trust him to do all this stuff with their legends like that. So that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Seeing the GTS brought back memories, and and Kenta tweeted out uh, GTS Step Bros on uh, Twitter. So I know he wants to fight Punk. So maybe once the pandemic's over, we can see the. It's gonna happen. It's gonna see happen. the battle of the GTSs that we've all been waiting for. So, absolutely, awesome. we we want it. Has mm-hmm. that match ever happened? Nope. No, right? Mm-hmm. That's cool. It, it will happen then mm-hmm. at some point. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it'll sure happen. So the next segment we had MJF cutting one of his best promos ever. Yeah, this promo was awesome. I thought. And, I and it was how... a vignette. Yeah, if you uh, go back and watch it. MJF looks at so many different cameras during this promo. I don't know how he kept up with them switching cameras so much, but it was awesome. <laughs> yeah, there. He's amazing at that. He's mm-hmm. really, really good. He probably he's pro he's probably top three at cutting vignettes in that company. Yeah. It's like him, Miro, and Moxley are the three mm-hmm. best. And he's only what twenty um, four. Yeah, it starts <laughs> off with Tony Shavani just fucking hating MJF. <laughs> he just straight up says like, "I you're a piece of shit." I hate you. Which is. <laughs> It's fantastic. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so hold on. I'm just going to close a couple of the fan on my computer's going wild here. Mm. Close, please. Okay. Photoshop's closed. Okay, so yeah. <laughs> Tony, yeah, Tony Schwartz calls him a piece of shit. He's like this. Yeah. He's like this fucking guy. Yeah, and like, uh, I don't want to be doing like, this with the like, Oh. He's like, oh, nice professionalism there, Tony, mm-hmm. which is hilarious because he's basically just an internet troll yeah. at this point. Then <laughs> um, MJF puts over Jericho by listing all the evolutions of Jericho across all the decades and promotions, which is really cool. Again, mm-hmm. you you boost up the guy before you cut him off at the at the mm-hmm. knees, which is great in promos. Um, he talks about how Jericho will be on the Mount Rushmore, um, how MJF, he's there to take Jericho's place, and that he tells the story of Muhammad Ali, how Muhammad Ali kept coming. He never knew when to quit, and he kept fighting until his body was uh, his body was betraying him, and his brain turned to mush. And he said, <laughs> "Jericho, you're turning into Ollie." And I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. I was like, "Has it been that long that we can talk about Ollie like that?" Yeah. Oh my god. Um, MJF didn't care. He says that. Uh, no, no, not at all. He says that uh, Jericho is addicted to the spotlight. He needs the spotlight, and MJF says that he will have the honor of ending one of the greatest careers in professional wrestling. Um, He sees Jericho yearning for that spotlight, but it's going to be Jericho's need to be in that spotlight, to be in front of the fans 
that's going to be his undoing mm-hmm. in the end because he just he has to have it he has to crave it and uh that's going to be it and he says that uh yeah the your need for your spotlight is going to be the reason why his why his music dies i was like that's that's fucking yeah. great mjf he's so sinister that's what was amazing about this he's real he wasn't there cracking his jokes he was just there being a little sociopath mm-hmm. and i loved it yeah yeah he's 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 too good for his own good man like for being as young as he is and being that good it's crazy but yeah this is uh, uh what the old school guys say talking you into the building this is definitely that type of they promo. did they're, they're, they both did that on this episode. Yeah, yeah. When we get it's a match we just promo. saw two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they don't do a lot of rematches, too. So, No, no. They have. Within the past month, they have a little too many, especially mm-hmm. like this this uh, particular pay-per-view. And then afterwards, they're going to have a couple of rematches. And on Friday, there's a rematch. Mm-hmm. But yeah, for the most part, they tend to do rematches for a reason. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, the next match that we had was Orange Cassidy versus Jack Evans. And for me, this is one of the come downs of the episode, which I talk about just where I catch my breath, mm-hmm. where I don't pay as much attention, where I check my phone. Um, it's really it's the HFO segment of Dynamite, which I don't know why they have to be on every single Dynamite. Yeah, like most people, like even Moxley isn't on every episode of Dynamite, and yet Matt Hart always is mm-hmm. with his HFO every week. But I have to say, like despite my thoughts, Orange Cassidy and Matt Hardy always get a pop from the crowd. Yeah, regardless. Um, so. That's probably why they put them on, because they always get a reaction. Um, Hardy attacks Orange Cassidy right off the bat. He gets kicked out. The two competitors have a nice match, but again, I didn't find it terribly memorable. Um, The interesting aspect of this match, however, was the ending. And that was that they they went to picture-in-picture, and there was a roll-up finish within picture-in-picture. And Sean Rossap confirmed that, yes, that was indeed intentional. They intended mm. for it to end during commercial. And I love that. Um, yeah, I like it, too. It, it adds a bit of like unpredictability to the show, mm-hmm, and stuff, totally. which is cool. That's where like, I feel like every once in a while, somebody should just run through somebody else that you don't expect. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, I always... Uh, I can't remember who talked about it, but somebody would always talk about Okada, how Okada would have these great long matches all the time, but to the point where for the first 10 minutes of his match, you knew that nothing was going to happen. So you could sort of zone out Mm -hmm. and then come back in for like the last 20, 30 minutes of his matches because they're that long. So you almost didn't need to pay attention for the first 10 minutes. So I heard whoever this person was, I can't remember. They said this was years ago. They said that at some point he should just beat somebody in three minutes mm-hmm. or That'd in five awesome. minutes. Yeah. And then you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, that's, <laughs> and then I think that puts that's you also off guard. To why the Kenny Okada match they had during the G1 before Kenny beat him for the first time. Their mm-hmm. match was so crazy because it was under G1. So there's a time limit and they were just going at it like 
super fast the entire match. Like it wasn't like any of their other matches where it was <laughs> really long and drawn out. They knew that. They knew <laughs> for sure. And that was that the one that was coming off of the the draw. Yeah. Or was that the draw? It was the coming off the draw. It was the first. Okay. Match you see, the there draw. you go. Because that one went all the way to the limit, and then this one looked like it could end any time because they were mm-hmm. just blasting each other. Yeah. Um, yeah, so then afterwards, HFO attack, out comes Jurassic Express and the best friends. They chase them off, and then they announce that the pre-show match is now going to be Jurassic Express and the best friends versus the HFO can't remember how many people are in the match but it's a lot i think it's six on six or something yeah um crazy big match but what this means is that unfortunately andrade versus Pac is not happening yeah due to travel issues but andrade keeps tweeting out like who should he face it um all out so i don't know if he's just gonna have like a mystery opponent or what i don't know if he's doing that on his own or if that's Mm -hmm. a real thing but there is potential for another match later on on or to get pulled based off something that happens later on in this episode as well. Mm-hmm. So there we could get Andrade could still come out and be like, hey, I was out a match. I need somebody. Mm-hmm. And then fuck, who knows? Maybe Daniel Bryan comes out. Bryan Danielson comes out. Adam Cole. Yeah, like there's <laughs> there's a number of people. There's a number of people who could come out. Mm-hmm. So, and you, not even that. Like, it could fucking bring out Speedball Bailey. I don't even give a fuck. Yeah. Like, there's there's people mm-hmm. that you could maybe you won't get the biggest pop, but get a pop out of me. Yeah. Give bring me Speedball. At some point, Speedball's got to show up. Mm-hmm. I, I, been... And here's the thing. Apparently, like WWE at one point was looking into getting him. They're not going to be doing that now. Yeah. So he really only has one, like two. Actually, no, that's not true. MLW is the type of place where a guy like him would succeed because mm-hmm. they're more of a combat yeah. place. And he could work in Ring of Honor, but I feel, still feel like AW's his spot just yeah. for purely selfish reasons. Yeah, I was going to say you want him there selfishly. Yeah, th- th- that, <laughs> that's it. He's, he's my number one guy above all else. I need, I need my speedball. Okay, so next we have Eddie and Miro dueling promos. This was so awesome. This is amazing. Um, Eddie points out that the DDT is Miro's kryptonite, and he knows that because Miro's head or Miro's neck is his weakness. And I guess that's based purely off of Fuego del Sol, <laughs> um, dropping him on his on his head and neck three times and almost knocking him out. And Eddie tells him. I'm coming for your neck. And without that championship, Miro is no longer God's favorite wrestler. And he says, he says, take my hand and we'll walk through hell together. And if you survive that, maybe you'll get to go to your God's heaven. It's like, that's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) And then Miro comes back saying that God's favorite champion only stays down for his wife wife. after a victory, which (laughs) is one of the, funniest lines i've ever heard and then he said redemption comes only with comes only after agony and what i love about this is i love that god's favorite champion is in a feud with a puerto rican irish catholic who carries around a rosary (laughs) like it's really 
cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a very cool dynamic. Yeah. God, this match is... Oh, man, this match is going to be something else. These two dudes are going to beat the hell out of each other. <laughs> it needs to be a series of matches. You see, this is, again, this is where this should be. This one you can run back. I'm okay with a rematch after this, no matter And you know we're wins. talking about short matches? I don't, I don't want this match to go over 13 minutes. I want this match to be 13 minutes of just pure, fast-paced suplexes, punches, just beating the hell out of each other 13 minutes straight. No breaks. Well, like, like, sort of like if you remember when Miro took the belt off of Archer, that was a short match. Mm-hmm. That was like eight minutes. It was a fast, brutal sprint where mm-hmm. like somebody can get knocked out at any second. Yeah, and I like that. Give me that fucking uh, pro wrestling Noah style match mm-hmm. yeah. where somebody's l- lights can just go out. Yeah, you're like, oh, match is done. Yeah. Like, I want to see that sometimes. I want to see, like, every once in a while, someone just goes out. That's exactly what this match needs to be. I know they're both really big fans of, like, 90s All Japan Pro Wrestling. So I have a feeling that's what this match is going to be like. It's going to be exactly what we just talked about. Short, and they're just going to beat the hell out of each other. (laughs) Yeah, it's just exploder, 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 Mm -hmm. exploder, elbow, 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 elbow. That's that's all all you need with these two dudes. Like, yeah. Just go watch some... uh, some Kawada matches. Yeah. Some fucking Yeah. Some Masawa Squada. Exactly, man. <laughs> Give me some Kenta Kabashi. Mm-hmm. Okay, so next we have JR and Jericho in the center of the ring having one of the most heartfelt moments we've had on Dynamite. This is really cool. I loved sad, vulnerable JR lamenting the chances that he may he may be set up to call his very last match yeah. of one of his good friends. Like he looked like he was about to cry. Mm-hmm. And he's just standing there alone in the ring, talking about how he recruited Chris Jericho. He's like, I, I don't I don't know why you booked such a reckless thing. Yeah. I don't I don't want to see you go. I was like, mm-hmm. Jesus, JR, bravo. Mm-hmm. This is good fucking work. It's like they didn't tell him whether or not Jericho's retiring or not. <laughs> they never told him the end of the match, so he doesn't know. <laughs> he just looks scared and broken. I was like, mm-hmm. oh my god, JR, someone get this man some ribs. Yeah. Some, some ribs and some sauce. boobs, I guess. That's yeah. all he wants. <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah, he looked genuinely shaken. Um as he was asking Jericho. And Jericho wistfully is talking about his career and its great moments about sharing drinks with JR when he first recruited him. Um, he gives his famous um, Chicago uh, Chicago is, Oh fuck. I, I wrote it down wrong. What is it? Uh, no, it's Chicago is Jericho. Oh, it is. Oh, okay. It is Chicago is Jericho. Yeah. Like it's amazing. And I love that he did that. And it, Again, it makes it seem like this is his last hurrah. Yeah, he's got to so get all shit in. So he's, he's, because normally he's like, I don't want to do my old gimmicks. Mm-hmm. He's like, that's in the past. But he's like, oh, you know what? I'm going to do this one last time because this is the last time I'm going to be wrestling in Chicago. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, nice. This is good. Um, then he calls MJF a piece of shit. And he said, <laughs> yeah, so a piece of shit. Piece of shit. I love wrestling fans, no matter, uh, 
how old we get, uh, we hear piece of shit, we all we go, ooh. And then we start chanting, piece of shit, piece yeah, of shit, yeah. piece of shit. Um, but he says he's a piece of shit who's beaten him three times, and the third time he submitted me. So Jericho's very upset about that. He says that's not something uh, that he's going to take lightly, and that that's why he's willing to put it all on the line and risk ending his career just for the shot of redeeming himself in his own mind against MJF. He said he won't be able to live with that blemish on his record. He doesn't want to go out that way. And then he starts thanking the crowd for making his dreams come true Mm -hmm. and for allowing him to be part of their life and to be part of his. And I was like, holy shit, Jericho. He's he's like, he starts crying a little bit. And then he ends by saying that uh, MJF doesn't have the balls to end his career, to end the career of Chris Jericho. And then he ends it by saying, I'll see you on Sunday, you little prick. Mm -hmm. And I was like, damn, this is really good heartfelt stuff from these guys. Like really well done. Again, talking us into the room. Yep. Yep. Yeah. These both their promos last or last night were awesome. Loved it. Really fucking good stuff. Mm -hmm. And then another good promo, a vignette. Uh, This was Darby. And he was talking about how CM Punk's always talking about how when he was, if he was 15 years old, Darby would be his favorite wrestler. And he says, when I was 15 years old, CM Punk was my favorite wrestler. But he said, but then CM Punk disappeared. And then when he came back, all of a sudden, I'm first on his list. He's like, oh, sorry, Mr. Punk. He's like, I should be the last person on your list. You're mm-hmm. overlooking me. Um, and he said that in Chicago, he's going to beat CM Punk or die trying. I was like, all right, cool. Bravo. Yeah. Like this is, this is a uh, simple to the point stuff. And yeah. uh, I like it. it he's not getting too in the weeds with his like, there's no like Indie burning stuff. friggin <laughs> bush and stuff. <laughs> like giant Pepsi symbol on fire mm-hmm. or some shit. Although that'd be kind of cool if you did that. That would be cool if you did that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Did you say a burning bush on fire? Yeah. (laughs) Religious pictures. I doubt they could do a Pepsi symbol, though. It's probably trademark stuff. Of course. Does he still have that tattoo? It's up on his, uh, it's like on his shoulder. Okay. I wasn't sure because I can't tell anymore because of all his sleeves. But Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, you'll, you'll see it Sunday whenever he's in his gear. It's like up on his high shoulder. Okay, yeah. And then on the other side, he's got Cobra Kai from the G.I. Joes. So if you ever look at punk in video games or his toys, there's always two blank spots where those tattoos aren't on his toys or in video games because they're trademarked logos, so they can't put them in stuff like that. That's very funny. Mm -hmm. Okay, so next we had a really good match, but um, this was between Cage and Hobbs, but one that I think has suffered by them taking too long to pay it off yeah if this was done like two or three weeks ago it would have been a lot better yeah it, it should i, have I done. love the match because i love hobbs and hook and starks but mm-hmm. this is they should have done it like the week after starks won that belt mm-hmm. the next week should have been this they shouldn't have done that weird taz on the podium where you look like a dj <laughs> <laughs> they just they did like three weeks of just like Hey, this is my son Hook. Yeah, I was gonna say one whole promo was just fuck Brian Cage. We got, we got Hook right here. Like that was just one promo for the week. 
I was like, what the fuck? Okay. I mean, like, your son's pretty. I get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah. Yeah, like yeah. Vanna White showing off his son. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it was, it was weird. Like, and what I talked about, I always fucking dump on a HFO, but they're on every week. So mm-hmm. they're the target. Um, the weekly HFO segment doesn't have to be the weekly H- HFO segment. They can in this this is a feud that could have used that time mm-hmm. to like we don't need to see Orange Cassidy wrestle every week. We yeah. don't need to see HFO every week. Sometimes they can take a break and you can we could have had this feud done a month ago. Mm-hmm. And uh and yeah, but this match the match itself was really good, especially Hobbs looked amazing. Oh my He's God. out there in the Harlem Heat gear, which was yeah, nice. Yeah, I popped hard for that. I was like, oh shit. Yeah, this was just your typical big meaty men slapping meat type match. Yes. <laughs> big meaty men. Um like after surviving Cage's impressive offense, um, which included a deadlift German over the ropes yeah. with, on Hobbs. I that blew my mind. I was like, mm-hmm. Okay, like I understand you're strong, but that should be impossible. Mm-hmm. And then an F five, yeah. And the crowd <laughs> was into it too, man. Like they weren't so much at they the were. beginning, but once they they got going, and this is exactly Cage and Hobbs are the types that. I mean, Hobbs hasn't talked enough, like in interviews and stuff. He's he's very charismatic, like when he's beat himself. Yeah, but I don't know how he is like pro wrestling talking wise. Cage, I love Cage in the ring. They haven't gotten him in the shot yet. Yeah, but. Cage and Hobbs are definitely the type of wrestler that if you just put him out there and let him just do big power moves on people, people will go nuts for him. So you gotta you gotta have him out there doing big power moves on people more often. Yeah, it it eventually eventually the crowd got into it. But yeah, mm-hmm. they just they this is what I say. They've been off TV doing matches for so long, people you almost forget about them. Mm-hmm. And then when they're on, they're like, Oh yeah, these guys. Yeah. And then they have to then they have to win you over again with each match. And mm-hmm. they, you're putting them behind the eight ball by doing that. Yeah. Then uh But then Hobbs would win. Hook gets up there, he distracts uh Cage, then Starks popped up. I don't, I don't know where the fuck he was, but yeah. he hit him in the head <laughs> he with smell materialized out, out of nowhere. nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was there, just he's just a god, just Yeah. Like <laughs> David Copperfield just mm-hmm. cracked him in the head with that uh with that belt. Then town business for the win. That's cool. Um, yeah, his finishing like move's cool. Is that new? I don't think I've ever seen him do that. I, mean, I don't watch a lot of. He's been he's stuff, been so. do, he's been doing it, but mm-hmm. uh, I guess he hasn't won a ton of matches. So because mm-hmm. you, you don't want him to do his finish and lose. Yeah. So I guess that's more more mm-hmm. the case there. But he's been I've I've seen it on dark a few times. Mm-hmm. It's cool. I but like, yeah, I just I thought the, the story was just, Yes, it was. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought this story was stretched a little thin, but mm-hmm. uh, the match was good, and the matches in this feud have been good. Yeah. Okay. Now, really great segment. We had Malachi Black. He's uh he's talking in the back. He's got some tarot cards. It looks cool as hell. He's holding the death um, card. He addressed he addressed the concern that quite a few people had. He said that he didn't leave the ring last week because he was scared of Lee Johnson, that he left the ring because his business was done. Mm-hmm. And Black dictates when they fight, not Lee Johnson. And I loved that. Yeah, and that's, that's what so I cool. thought it was. 
but uh, yeah. you kind of you kind of have to spell it out for people. Mm-hmm. Um, he said that he's given Lee seven days to atone for his sins, and he hasn't said anything. So he's like, hey, Lee, let me remind you that I took mercy on Cody and the Andersons by put by putting them out of their misery swiftly. I will not be doing that with you. Mm-hmm. You are going to suffer, and I'm going to put coins on your eyes when I kill you. And then I'm going to send you down the river sticks to Hades. And you can use those coins to pay the boatman's toll. It's like, God fucking damn it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like, cool. Malachi black is the coolest man in the world. Yeah, he is. I love him. Mm-hmm. That the, he's just, he's got substance now. Like he's actually uh, he's talking in the dark room, but then backing it up, which is nice. Yeah, yeah, and it's not just a dark the room. Dark like room stuff cards, has always like, been cool. Yeah, he's got the tarot cards, like you said, like the holding up the death card while he's talking about sending you to meet the boatman. Like that's cool shit. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> that's really really cool. Yeah, um, and that's going to be such a cool. Like I hope that becomes a gimmick that he does. Whenever mm-hmm. he beats somebody, he puts the coins on their yeah, eyes. That'd be cool. Like, be please cool. do that. Please do that. I want the snake. Be be Jake the snake. <laughs> okay, so now we have a strange segment, but this is the segment I was talking about earlier. It's QT Marshall and Paul White. Um, it was weird because it cut... R- Right from uh, Malachi Black and QT Marshall was already in the middle of a promo. It <laughs> seemed like they just say, "You know, though, you know what we don't do," which is funny because he's kind of quoting uh, Cody Rhodes. He says, "You know what we don't do? We don't make fun of QT Marshall." Yeah, <laughs> which I liked. <laughs> and uh, he's like, "You know what, uh, Paul, Paul White, you come out here and you fight me." And he's flanked by all by a bunch of. Uh, factory trainees bunch of new Paul white comes looking. out they yeah they they surround him they're they're beating him down and he throws them off and he delivers a a big a big knockout punch he delivers a choke slam he he swats Aaron solo out of out of the air with his hand while holding onto the ropes which made him look he honestly looked like Andre the Giant in the final mm-hmm. years of Andre the Giant. If you do, you know what I mean. Yeah. Where yeah. Andre would hold onto the ropes and he would just hit people with one hand. Yeah. Like that. So I can't tell if he's actually just not moving around so hot these days, or if he's playing up this whole the hip thing. Yeah, I hope he's playing it up because that would suck if he can't. I hope he's playing it up, but also like if, if he's not, don't do this match. Yeah. And so but then we have the gun club come out to support him. They slide into the ring and and the factory all disappear. And QT Marshall's standing out on the on the rampway looking at them. And the gun club are behind Paul White. And then Billy Gunn just cracks him right in the right in that big beautiful ass of his <laughs> with uh, with that chair. He goes down and like you said a few weeks ago, you said uh 
Paul White just really good crying faces. Mm-hmm. And he did a really good crying face. Yeah, and I was he's like, really good at it. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, someone help that poor old man. Yeah. <laughs> With the big, beautiful ass. Mm-hmm. Um, and he gets up. He turns around and then gets cracked again with the with the chair. And I was like, okay, this is weird. Again, I don't really know if we need to see this, but I was like, are they writing off this match? They could be. I can't tell. Um, afterwards, when they were talking about the match graphic, they said, if Paul White can make it to the match, he'll... He'll be there, so he'll he'll probably still make it, but who knows? But afterwards, yeah, they, I um, bet he'll still come. Afterwards, on the uh, on on the Twitter machine, um, Austin Gunn was tweeting that uh, tweeting that um, he and Colton Gunn are they've never been pinned, they've never been submitted, they want a title shot, and they want respect. So it's like, okay, they're going heel. Um, they're gonna be on TV more now, I guess. Going forward, it's like, all right, like I like them as heels more because they're annoying as fuck. Yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> I want to see them get beat up. Um, like Austin Gunn's really fucking annoying, mm-hmm. so I think he's a perfect heel. Um, and they also they have a new shirt that's called Sons of a Gun, and I was like, that's a really good name. I like that. Sons of a gun. I like that. That's good. Um Yeah, I liked it a lot. Yeah. I so think I, I don't really I don't really want to see them, but Yeah. It's kind of weird. There's like no one left in Cody's f- former group now, like everyone's turned heel while he's gone. <laughs> I think I think that's a good thing. Because mm-hmm. then if he comes back, it's not like you can't really have like the face uh, or the the head of a face stable turns heel because mm-hmm. I want Cody to come back and I want him to be heel. That's yeah. everybody wants it. It's organically happening anyways because the fans are starting to turn on him. Mm-hmm. So when the fans start to turn on you, that's when you have to turn heel. That's wrestling one hundred and one. Yeah, it's literally a plot line in the show Heels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's like it's the <laughs> crux of the show. Yeah, is the fan is the fans turning on uh, the baby face? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So next segment <laughs> we have this is a Britt Baker segment, and this this was funny. And honestly, she got that heel heat from me. I was yeah, mad. I think she got everyone on the internet with this whole segment because of what she did before the segment happened. Yeah. So so what happens is. Uh, she put out a tweet during one of the matches. This was during the Hobbs and Cage match. She put out a tweet that said that she had a, she had a huge AW free agent announcement to make. One of the biggest free agents in the in the wrestling world is going to be signing with AW, and people are like, "Oh, here we go! It's Adam Cole. She's got Adam Cole back there. It's happening." And then I saw some people saying, well, it could be Ruby Soho. And I was like, eh, I don't know about that one, but maybe. Um, but I was like, okay, there's there's something happening. And Tony says, you know what? I'm going to go I'm gonna go backstage. And I'm going to go meet with my best friend and find out. And he goes backstage. And there's Britt Baker. She's with uh, Hader and Reba. She first announces that Hader and Reba are going to be in the Battle Royal. That's kind of cool. 
Um, and she said, uh, if Hader wins, she would just relinquish her title shot. So I was like, ah, I, again, I would mm-hmm. kind of like if Hader won and then just challenged yeah, Britt Baker right awesome. away and turned on her. I think that would be funny. Um, but then she said, oh, yes. And about my free agent news, the biggest free agent in the wrestling world has signed long term with AEW. And that is me. I've re-signed. <laughs> and I was like, Britt Baker, boo. Yeah. You're going to get those boos from me for the, mm-hmm. uh, this was great. This is really, really good. Really well, like very funny because it also, it all but confirms that Adam Cole is in the bag mm-hmm. with AEW. They would not do this segment if yeah. they didn't have him because you don't, you just don't troll your fans. Yeah. And Especially to one, that level. Like, you know, Britt Baker, who she's dating or with or whatever, but yeah. You you know what's gonna happen when you tease something like that. Oh, for sure. Um, this is a, this is like when they were teasing CM Punk. Mm-hmm. Like there were people like, oh, I don't believe it yet until until I see him on. It's like he's there. AEW wouldn't do this. They wouldn't tease their. They wouldn't troll their own fans. That's just years of being treated a certain way from another company that people and, don't shake yet. And CM Punk himself. Yeah, <laughs> you CM Punk himself did it for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that's on him, and that's why he apologized. Yeah. Okay, so staying within the women's division, we had Penelope Ford versus Ty Conti. Great match between these two. This was another match where it was silent at the beginning, and by the end of the match, they were getting this is awesome chance. Yeah. So that was amazing to see. Um, mm-hmm. Ideally, you have a little more. I mean. This is one of the better episodes for women's stories, so I'm not going to dump on them for that, but if there are more stories within the company, it doesn't start cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is a a story they've been going for over a week now. They've started last Dynamite and then Rampage, and then, yeah. Yeah, they they do well with these uh, battle royals setting up stories for multiple people, Mm -hmm. so I'm happy they're doing this, especially for the women right now. as I said, it was great to see Conte and Ford on TV again. This is for multiple weeks in a row where we've seen both of them on TV, so that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, Conte largely dominated this match. Uh, she won the match with a beautiful roll-up with like a perpendicular back bridge yeah. for leverage. That was cool, yeah. I don't think I've seen her do that before, so that was mm-hmm. awesome. Um, then Penelope Ford and the bunny attack her afterwards, and they're beating her down. And I don't like this because Tay Conti's an angel. <laughs> and uh, and then the Dark Order music hits. It's like, oh, here we fucking go. I know yeah. who that is. <laughs> and out comes Anna. Yeah. Anna. <laughs> so Anna <laughs> runs out and she she chases away, chases away the baddies. And then she gives Tay Conti a hug. And the look on Ty Conti's face and their hug, I legit got choked up. Like she looked so happy. To see. It was like, it was like, oh my God, she hasn't seen her for three months. I believed it. Yeah. <laughs> she was so emotional that I half expected uh, Anna Jay to turn on her. I was like, is she going to turn on her? Like she's really emotional right now. <laughs> well, yeah, especially after the Paul White stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's uh, <laughs> similar, very mm-hmm. similar. And then Aunt, Anna got a huge pop <laughs> and she's been added to the casino battle Royale. 
she came back after six months, and it was supposed to be supposed to be out for a year, right? Yeah. Sports medicine's crazy. Yeah. Sports, they have like the best technology for that shit, man. Mm-hmm. It is crazy. Um, again, nice, efficient story building. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, we've now got a built-in tag match mm-hmm. for two weeks down the line. Probably next week's Dynamite. Yeah, to be honest, because we only have we don't even have a match uh, called for that one yet. Just a segment. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, really cool. Again, sticking with the women, we have. Nyla Rose and Jade just walking up on Thunder Rosa in the back. And uh, Thunder Rosa saying like, oh, I see you guys. Are, you guys are here to, to rough me up or whatever before the battle royal. Well, you know what? I, I don't go down swing. I don't go down without like taking a few swings first. And while she's talking to them, she's taking off her jewelry, taking mm-hmm. off her earrings. She's like, here we go. And she right. takes the first swing and then gets pasted. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like that, though, that she took her jewelry off and said, well, I'm probably going to get my ass kicked, but I'm not going down like a punk and started swinging. <laughs> yeah, I loved it. And then Jade and Nyla square up and Smart Mark says, he's like, you know what? Hold on. Save this for Sunday. You can make more money on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And Vicky Guerrero's like, hey, you know what? Yeah, let's uh, let's do that. This is smart. Again, more effective story building. We're going to see those. I can't wait to see Jade Cargill in a battle royal. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Yeah, she's going to get to work with, like, all sorts of the women. That's going to be awesome. She's going to eliminate a ton of people and then get eliminated because she's not ready yet. No, yeah, for sure. They'll probably do the thing, you know, where she eliminates a bunch. And then Mm -hmm. towards the end of the match, like, where everyone teams up to eliminate her because she's too powerful. Speaking of uh, Jade Cargill, you know her friend that I sent you those, like, Twitter stuff things Mm -hmm. about? Did you see that video of her powerbombing? Yeah. That guy on Dark? Yeah, she's like joe janela's heater now she's yeah she's joey janela's valet right now (laughs) but not just a valet joey janela tossed a guy like a legit 200 pound man up in the air kayla rossi caught him on her shoulders in the mid in midair and power bombed him down Mm -hmm. it's like oh my god (laughs) like this is like and she hasn't been training for that long right like fucking a month. Yeah. <laughs> like, geez, she's gonna be something else when she gets going. I saw her oh, do like man. a freaking like uh like a I saw her do like a spiral tap, like one of AJ Styles moves, like a twisty. Yeah, that's what it was. I thought, <laughs> thought it was the black arrow. I was like, did she yeah. just do a black arrow? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um yeah, she's she's insane. She's like uh she's like Jade Cargill, but sh- just shorter. Mm-hmm. Just not just not six foot. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, oh my a, god just a big big powerful lady that just will i can't wait to see more of what she can do yeah she can do a lot from mm-hmm. from the videos i've seen and like how have you have been only training for a month good mm-hmm. lord follow her her name is kayla rossi it's very impressive mm-hmm. she's being trained at the factory right now and she's already working within the company so she was there for three weeks and then they put mm-hmm. her on dark they're like yeah. okay <laughs> out you go with joey mm-hmm. um yeah so now we're we're at the main event and this was jurassic express and lucha bros versus the the super elite which was the bucks and good brothers in this instance and this was a banger of a match yeah this, this was, was so much fun this is a lot of fun and this reminds me we were talked about i almost brought it up but i knew we were gonna talk about this match during the pandemic era, how they do these crazy six man tag matches and stuff. Yeah. That's what this match reminded me of is yeah. those matches they'd have during the pandemic. 
super yeah. PWG style, just lots of fun. I saw a couple people complaining online about the lack of tags and stuff. And then I saw Lucha blog on Twitter of all people going after him. And if you get Lucha blog pissed off at you like that, that's something that <laughs> he was mad at the match or mad at the people. No, mad at the people making fun of the match for not tagging. And he, he started cussing people out. And I was like, man, if you get Lucha blog cussing you out, like you're I mean, he's, he's a Lucha fan, man. They don't tag. <laughs> yeah. Give me a break. Go watch something <laughs> else. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, the, I love that the elite were, they were, you mentioned that they looked very subdued in their dress. Mm-hmm. They were in Bullet Club colors. Yeah, it was all Bullet Club colors, but no which like was, crazy headbands or anything or anything. No, none crazy. of that shit, which to me, that's not insignificant. Mm-hmm. To me, this is an indication that we may be seeing some Bullet Club involvement. Well, not like. It, obviously not until after all out, but maybe I don't know who fucking knows. Yeah, but I think well, I was gonna say all the guys they've been beefing with on on Twitter are are here. Even Taiji Shimori's here too from Bullet Club, so that's a yeah, Japanese man. Bullet Club guy we got over here now. So. They're around, like mm-hmm. it's coming. I think it's this is again just my own theory, but I don't think that's insignificant that they were uh, drawing parallels to Bullet Club because they've been all flash for so long and mm-hmm. now they now they're rocking the colors like mm. even the little the little elite headband that they were wearing which they used to wear in uh in new japan mm-hmm. yeah so i thought all four teams looked great the highlights of this match were the lucha bros and the bucks of course because they're <laughs> the ones with the big match on the weekend um i loved seeing the lucha brothers implementing a heavy dose of super kicks as i've been saying for two weeks now they've been using that heavily um essentially calling out the bucks Mm -hmm. like at one point they all just kicked each other's head off in like a big flurry at the end of the match which was Mm -hmm. amazing um the bucks countered a hurricane rana by jungle boy by just power bombing him on the apron that looked nasty that did not look fun at all it was good as shit i loved Mm -hmm. it Nick Jackson hit a Tierras arm drag off the combo off the top yeah. ropes. I was like, I don't think I've seen him do that. Yeah, it looked like he'd been in Mexico for a year and a half training or something. Yeah, like <laughs> people always talk about, oh, the Bucks do all the same moves. Not that one. That one's yeah. new. Yeah. I have not seen Nick do that before. That was cool. Mm-hmm. I noticed it. it stuck out to me. Um, yeah. The Bucks would end up uh, pinning Phoenix with a Meltzer driver. Just, I just, I loved this match. Yeah, Phoenix think, had a like a like a hot tag where he came in and ran rough shot over all four guys, like flipping them and all that stuff, and the crowd was going absolutely nuts for it. It was awesome, and I think that's when I said at the time he he wrestles like he's got a video game cheat code, like that's how he wrestles, like in real life, God mode. Yeah, it's like you try to hit him and he's just like, oh, what? No, mm-hmm. what? What? No. Yeah, <laughs> when he's on the ropes and you're like, what the? Come on. Yeah, this, this isn't human. But yeah, this is uh this is great. And then Kenny Omega comes out from the back again, black hair. Um which to me again, I don't think is in, I think that he's kind of drawing parallels to Jay White here with that yeah. black hair. Well, whenever um, he was first joined the Bullet Club when he was the cleaner, he had the the pure jet black with the silver in it. So maybe yes, maybe I we'll do see hope he silver in it. I do hope he gets that. He looked really cool when he had that. Mm-hmm. He had the the extensions and everything. Yeah. yeah, 
I would love for them to get to start looking more and more like the Bullet Club, mm-hmm. like uh, to sort of be like just digging at them to the at some point the Bullet Club comes out. They're just like, we see what you're doing. Mm-hmm. That'd be awesome. I would love that. Um, yeah, so uh, Kenny he comes out with Nakazawa in tow, and uh, Nakazawa's got the he's holding the belt behind him, and he's got a mic and he's ordering around the various elite members to take out uh, Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy. He's like, "Put the dinosaur through a table, yeah! Mm-hmm. Put the dinosaur through a table." And then they give him the uh, the magic killer, magic killer the through table. the table, which is cool. Christian runs out to help immediately gets overwhelmed cutler cutler comes in with like four kendo sticks um (laughs) and then kenny says on the mic he says oh i stole tony khan's keys and i gave them to don Callis. don lower the cage and Mm -hmm. the cage comes out i love that he did that because it's not just like yeah, it's not like who's Didn't lower, lower out of nowhere. Yeah, like he actually. Uh, that's what I talked about in the in the media call. Tony Khan said, "And the last time I was collaborating with Kenny, he stole my keys." Mm-hmm. So like, that's what he's talking about. I really like that. Had a little kayfabe in the media call, so it drops. The cage lowers, and the elite just go all 1997 NWO. <laughs> yeah, all yeah. over the faces. In this, this was the '90s, like. T- typical 90s before the pay-per-view he'll beat down on all the faces it was awesome. yeah the i the, i will always remember the nwo locking rick flair and i think randy savage maybe i think randy savage tried to defend like betrayed the nwo like he was mm-hmm. with them and he turned on them but then they were beating him down too and as a kid i was just like this is a little too much for me. yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's like i don't like this mm-hmm. i always the the cage beatings always made me uncomfortable mm-hmm. and i love that kenny omega he's still calling out orders and he'd be hitting somebody with a kendo stick and everyone's all would just go hold this and mm-hmm. he would hand the microphone to nakazawa yeah beat up a guy and then take it back and start cutting his promos again mm-hmm. and then he'd go, hold this and he would mm-hmm. hand the microphone back and give beatings again and then wrestlers start coming out from the back and they're trying to climb the cage you've got Jungle Boy's already there, but you have uh, Dante Martin's there, Marco Stunt's there, and they're like knocking them off the cage. Kazarian was there. Like poking through the cage with the kendo sticks, knocking them off. And that damn Brandon Cutler spray. spraying them like bugs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Marco Stunt got all the way to the top and got sprayed down like a little fruit fly. Yeah, I thought he was going to make it. <laughs> I was like, oh, he's going to get in there. <laughs> um. Yeah, really cool, really awesome. I loved it. It was just a great final segment of the show. And then afterwards, after the camera cut, Tony Khan ran out and he's yelling at the elite. He's like, mm-hmm. screw you, Kenny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's all upset. And I loved it. And uh, Kenny's like, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, I stole your keys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I always love that Tony Khan's always wearing the same jacket. Yeah. That, like, that same bomber jacket yeah. with the... With the pattern on it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we've got an hour and 26 minutes. Let's start going through the matches we're going to see later this week. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I will. I guess I'll start with Rampage. So we have Miro, the TNT champion, is going to be talking. I guess he's going to be addressing a, someone named Eddie, mm-hmm. I would assume. Yeah. Then we have Rebel and Jamie Hayter versus Chris Statlander. 
that should be good. Um, we've seen the rebel in a handicap match before, but it, 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 this should be fun. She'll do a lot of comedy spots. That'd be, and with her knee, I guess she's okay now. Yeah. That was a couple months ago now. So was that long ago? I thought it was, I don't know. Actually, I don't know. In the Vicky Guerrero match. It could have been, but she's had the crutch. She had the crutch before that too. Yes. That was like a fake gimmick. And then she Mm -hmm. actually hurt her leg. (laughs) Yeah. That's like, he like for real shoot her, putting it out into the universe. And then it happens. Apparently this was uh, on commentary. They said that this was one of the uh, stipulations of, uh, or one of the, one of the few things that Britt Baker wanted if she was going to sign a contract was Rebel and Jamie Hayter versus Chris Statlander. <laughs> that's funny. Um, then we have Malachi Black versus Lee Johnson. I think that's a really good match to have on Rampage. Mm-hmm. Um, then we have Darby Allen versus Daniel Garcia. So this Rampage looks good. This will be fun. Yeah, and I think I should have sent this to you. I'm pretty sure, unless I was like hallucinating, they updated this last graphic, Darby Allen versus Garcia with CM Punk standing there and it says on commentary. So I think, Oh yeah, he, he is going to, he is going to be on commentary now. Yes. Okay. Um, right, I, I think, uh, I think Tony might've mentioned that in the media call as well. Okay. And CM Punk is going to be there live. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's what they mean. Yeah. <laughs> in this next graphic. I'm sure um, that's what they'll mean. Cause it's only an hour show. You can't have them do a big promo and comment. Like <laughs> well, yeah, we already have Miro is going to be speaking. Mm-hmm. So, Okay, so then like we've already looked at the uh at the pay-per-view, but just to run it run it down again, the the new pre-show match is going to be Orange Cassidy, Chuck Taylor, Wheeler Yuta, and Jurassic Express versus Matt Hardy, Private Party, and TH2. That'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it won't be, a, be a good fuck. It'll be it, fun. I'm sh- sure it will be clustered, like lots of high flying crazy spots to get everyone hyped up. For sure. It, it's a it's a perfect pre-show match. Mm-hmm. Um, then we have the Casino Battle Royale, and that looks, this looks to be this is stacked, man. This one is awesome. of the better ones they've ever had. Mm-hmm. Like, they've got a lot of storylines coming into it. Um, Tony Khan said that he's personally booking it himself. Cool. Um, so that'll be fun. Uh, we've got, uh, we, he said that there will be a surprise for the Joker. That's gotta be Ruby Soho, but you never know. Mm-hmm. Um, Riho is the last person in it that was announced. Apparently, she she's been away because she had effects from the COVID vaccine. Mm. So that's why she's been off for a bit. I know how that feels, girl. That shit sucked. <laughs> <laughs> then we have MJF versus Chris Jericho again, the final fight. Um, and one thing I will say about uh, Jericho going out there and doing all that stuff, it lends a little. Oh yeah, and there there was that stuff about Jr. potentially them potentially phasing him out, mm-hmm. which lends a little more to uh, Jericho, like maybe like taking Jr.'s spot. Yeah, on commentary. Yeah, because like, during his promo, he said he'll he'll sit at the desk and do commentary if he gets if he can't wrestle anymore. So uh, there's precedent there mm-hmm. for for something to happen. Then there. Kenny versus Christian Cage. Again, precedent there. Christian has beaten Kenny. Kenny's not losing again, but you never no. know. I mean, he's not, but. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, then we have Britt Baker versus Chris Statlander. That'll be really good. Um, and then CM Punk versus Darby Allen. Mm-hmm. So 
Yeah, can't wait. That's also uh, the, oh. the tag team title cage match. Yeah, and Miro versus Kingston mm-hmm. as well is on there. So two matches yeah. I don't have here. And I'm calling it now. You hear to hear first. Somebody is taking a Canadian Destroyer off the top of the cage. There, that's going to be a double. Ro- have you seen the size of that cage? It's going to be a I double know, the rotation. AW cage is gigantic. That's kind of scary. They're going to have to stack a bunch of tables up or something. That's going to be. Uh, that's going to be the Kermit the Frog flipping off the. Mm-hmm cage for sure yeah and then next week the only thing they have scheduled for dynamite is john moxley's homecoming to cincinnati ohio cincinnati yeah and also this weekend too uh you know it's big aw weekend but like wrestlemania the bunch of indies are doing big shows like we got the gcw war games match uh which will be nuts they had i just saw online they had to move it to a bigger venue because so many people want to go to it is this in chicago Yes. Mm-hmm. You see, I love this. Now the indies are following AEW around as well, uh-huh. which is cool. Yeah, it's cool. And then yeah, GCW is also doing another uh, big gay brunch with uh, Jake Atlas versus Effie in the main event of that. It's going to be amazing. Be awesome. mm-hmm. It's going to be. I fucking love Jake Atlas, man. Yeah, he's awesome. And then also in New Japan has two big shows this weekend, too. Uh, main event of one show is uh, Kota Ibushi versus uh, Tanahashi. And then the other one's Shingo versus. Shingo versus Evil. Uh, I love Shingo's Shingo. back. Yeah, yeah. He's, Didn't he he's, just have COVID? It's been two weeks. He's good now. All right, all right. Yeah, well, he he announced it on his Twitter, so they made the match that him versus Evil at one of the shows. So lots of lots of good wrestling too, not just all out. Uh, it's been like every weekend lately. It's been like just stack show after stack show. Well, also, everyone should just keep an eye out for where. I mean, the two guys who are going all over the indies right now is. Minoru Suzuki and Daniel Garcia mm-hmm. are wrestling everybody. Yes, yes. For like the next month. Yeah, Just yeah. Everybody. They're wrestling in every promotion. At, at one point, and then, yeah, Garcia, he's wrestling Suzuki, and then he's wrestling Jay White. Like, and that's crazy. <laughs> I think he's also wrestling, um, who's that guy who just kind of came back? Richards, something Richards. He's got like the claw marks. Who's, oh, Davey who am Richards. I thinking of? Davey, Davey Richards. Richards, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think he's facing both Suzuki and Garcia mm-hmm. on is, different yeah. nights. They're going everywhere. Different... Hopefully, Suzuki comes to AEW. I think I do. I legitimately think that, that he is going to be Archer's partner in yeah. whatever that Dan Lambert storyline is. Yeah, because they're teaming up. Archer and Suzuki are teaming up in New Japan, so it just makes sense. I mean, they're in a faction together, too, on Archer. Yeah, so they'll have their match, shake hands, fucking come to Dynamite. Mm-hmm. Yes. Easy. But Easy. you got to be careful if he shows up, because it's the rumor that Daniel Bryan's showing up this weekend. And if Minoru Suzuki shows up, I'm going to die, Mike. You're going to have to do the show by yourself, because I'll be dead. <laughs> you're going to have to find a replacement. Yeah. <laughs> if, I, if two of my top three favorite professional wrestlers of all time are in the same promotion at the same time, I'll, I'll die. Suzuki and, and Who, who's your third. Uh, my first of all time is, is Mick Foley. And the okay. second is Danielson and the third Suzuki. So it'd be this is your fourth punk. <laughs> yeah, pretty right. much. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like too much. I can't handle it. And if Mick Foley showed up just to do a promo, I, I just melt. So many of my favorites are in, uh, mm-hmm. AW already of all time. Yeah. Like Kenny, Sting, um, Abushi. Yeah. Abushi's like the one guy who's out there. Like my, yeah, but I mean, 
the relationship him and Kenny have, you know, he'll show up at some point. At some point, yeah. He, yeah, he's the one guy who's on my Rushmore, who, mm-hmm. who, uh, who's still active that uh, could show up. Black's there now. Yeah. Like a lot of my favorites, because I'm so recent coming back, are all guys that came from the indies. It's mm-hmm. like you got Jungle Boy's already there. Mm-hmm. Darby Allen was there, then he had the the fucking speaking out stuff, so he kind of dropped off my list. Yeah, but um, then uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. Like like literally every guy that I followed on the indies, AW's just like him, 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 and him. Mm-hmm. The only guy they didn't get was Jake Atlas. Yeah, but now they could. Yeah, <laughs> he yeah, he Tony, he's that one guy from that crop. Yeah, Tony Khan, but, you can tell definitely likes the same. Well, now Tony Khan doesn't have do. to rush getting these guys now either. Mm-hmm. He can take his time. He can be like, "Oh yeah, you know what? Uh, Lee Moriarty, Daniel Garcia, go around do all the indies you want. We'll be here." Yeah, because fucking those guys don't want you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Do what you want. And we'll we'll have a spot for you whenever you're ready. The only thing you got to watch Ring of Honor. They like scooping up indie talent. <laughs> they do. Like they, they're they, they're they women's well roster. They do, they do well women, by them. Yeah, their women's roster is is stacked, stacked right now. It's That's crazy. Nuts. Yeah. They just it, get it's arguably the best women's roster in <laughs> wrestling. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Which is funny because a year ago they didn't have a women's roster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had they, one they, person. They had was it Madison Rain? That was all they mm-hmm. had. Yeah, and then they said, "All right, we're going to do women's," and then they went out and got a bunch of really good people, which is awesome. Like, who are the best women's wrestlers in the indies? Here's a list. Like, okay, we'll take them all. Yeah. What? (laughs) Like, that's cool. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, it's a, it's a. I mean, we talk about it all the time, but this is such an exciting time to be a wrestling fan. Mm -hmm. Like I've said, it reminds me of like 2017, my favorite year in wrestling, but just that whole like four or five year period from like 2014 up. Like it just reminds me of that. Mm -hmm. It's, it's that, uh, it's that like nine 95 to 98 period. Mm -hmm. And then the, uh, that like 2014 to 2017 period. Yeah. Those are like the two most exciting, other exciting periods, I Mm -hmm. think. Yeah. Minus just when fucking the beginning of WWE, when it was just like, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. It's a good time to be a wrestling fan. I uh, love it. Glad we're doing this podcast. Yeah, bef- geek before out to we... you, and I don't have to bore my wife with it. Yes. Before <laughs> we uh, before we leave, shut her down for the evening. We should mention that this week we will not be doing a rampage podcast yeah. because I'm at a wedding, as I mentioned earlier. So mm-hmm. that's not going to be happening. I will. Luckily, the wedding is on Saturday, so I will be able to watch uh, All Out, so we can record on Monday. So, okay. there's that. Yeah. <laughs> so, look forward to right, We will see you then, and uh, catch you around. Enjoy the pay-per-view. See ya!